Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
Southern fields to wildflowers She with the air and flies away
another edition of Prayer International Radio. You know, we are taking time, as always, to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, Jesus said to enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and enter his courts with praise. So we're taking time to worship God. We're taking time to put him above everything else in our lives, to put him first, to take time out. Jesus said, when you come to the Father, you pray this way, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallow be thy name. And when you hallow the name of God, when you're hallowing God's name, you're worshiping, you're remembering You're giving rightful place. You're giving glory and honor. You're giving 
the do his name, even though what we say and how we express ourselves can't give enough to God, but he will accept it if it's from a pure heart. He'll accept it if it's from a right spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. See, God says, don't just honor me with your lips if your heart's apart from me. And you know, we're trying. It doesn't mean that everything goes perfect. You know, we all fall short of his glory. That's why we have the blood of Christ to speak on our behalf. That's why Jesus made a way for us so that we could enter in to the Holy of Holies, just like that song said, entering in by the blood of the Lamb, entering in to his presence, entering in to his glory, How is it that God can come and be in the midst of sinful flesh? It's because of the blood. It's because the blood of Christ has made a way. It's because the blood of Christ has made a way. So let's pray, and then we're going to go back into a little more worship. You know, I just want to clear the air. I want to give God rightful place. Listen, I can say a lot of things tonight, but it's not my words that are going to affect you, but it's his spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by his spirit. And I want to open up this time for him to come in with his presence and work hearts and work over minds and wash over bodies and begin to work to bring forth his spirit, to bring forth his kingdom among his people. And so as we worship, he says, he will be in our midst. So Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, come in our midst. Lord, come. Lord, we we just want to drink of your living water, Father. We just want to come to the fountain, Lord. Father, we just want to we just want to be with you, Jesus. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, we just ask, Lord, abide with us, breathe on us, speak to us, bring your presence. Father, we want to be with you. Lord, touch every man, every woman, every child, every teenager tonight, every person in their bodies every person that's sick, every person that's struggling, every person that's in bondage. Father, break the power of addiction. Break the power of depression. Break the power of the enemy in their lives. And, Father, we just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, for your will to be done. Your kingdom to come on earth just as it is in heaven. just as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name.
Yeah. 
the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. You know, earlier I made a statement. I said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And that phrase, that statement, that scripture is taken from the Old Testament through the prophets. You know, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know, it is very difficult to get through this life with God's help, let alone without it. In fact, I don't know how anyone could take on the things that we deal with in life and obviously some of us go through harder and more challenging, more difficult things than others. You know, God designed things so that you would walk with him so that he could actively be involved in your life, actively be a part of what's going on in your life. You know, when you go through challenges, when you go through hardships, when you're facing whatever it is, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says, Send the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And you know, the first part of that admonishment in the scripture is to trust in the Lord. To trust in the Lord. When you walk through something, when you're dealing with someone or something, it's always, or it should always be priority to trust in the Lord in that situation. The Bible tells us how to do that. It says, with all your heart. Put it all on the line. You know, how many times do we go through life trusting people, trusting our employers that after the week we've worked, they're going to pay us. Trusting that when you're driving down the road that the guy next to you in the car is going to stay in his lane. You know, everything we do in life has got a certain element of trust that we put out there because we're so used to the way things are and the way things go. But sometimes we don't even realize how much faith or trust we actually put in something that honestly is fallible. It's 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 not perfect. You know, everything in this world is capable of breaking down, falling apart, being destroyed, dying, whatever it is. But God says he changes not. He remains. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that if you trust in him, he's a sure foundation that's unshakable. He's the, what does he say? I will never leave you or forsake you. Now, you can walk away from God. And that's not to say that he may not pursue you to reel you and draw you back into himself. 
And unfortunately, some people when they're running or walking away from God, they miss their moment, and that's it. So now God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He tells you what to do. He tells you how to do it. You know, as easily as you trust in your everyday situations, begin to make a place in your life where you begin to lean on the counsel of God. You begin to lean on God's ways. You begin to lean on or inquire of or apply principles. You know, we all have to do that in different areas of our lives, on different levels, in different places, with different people, in different ways. And a lot of times we compartmentalize Jesus or we only have Jesus in certain parts of our life or certain times and instead of just allowing him to lead us and walk with us through whatever we're walking through. You know, we don't want to pull Jesus out on Sunday or Wednesday, but we forget that he lives inside of us. He lives inside of us. He's always with us. Just most of the time, except for maybe Sunday or Wednesday, many people ignore him and neglect him and even forget that he's there. You know, how many times are you going about your day and do you just forget that God's in you if you're born again, if you're inhabited by his spirit? Listen. He says, lean not on your own understanding. What does that mean? Stop doing things your own way and begin to do things his way. You know, I have to stop doing things my way. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant battle. It's a constant tug of war on the inside. The Bible says that we wrestle and we conflict. The carnal mind is enmity with God. Our our carnality, our flesh, and our spirit, they're, at all, they're always at war with one another. There's always this thing inside of man that wants to run and pretty much kind of own it, run it. This is the way we do it. This is the way we roll. But God says now, hey, guys, this is the way I roll. And in turn, this, God says, is the way we roll. And he clearly lines it out, clearly puts it down in black and white and red for all of us to read. He clearly lines it out. He clearly gives it, writes it in 66 books, the Old and the New Testament, and says, this is my ways. This is an outline. This is an instruction book. Now, is it everything? No. 
because the Bible itself says that all the works of Jesus can be contained in a book. It says what? You can't, you know, we only know in part. We only prophesy. We just know a little piece of portion of this thing. A little piece, a little portion of who God is. Little, 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 tiny bit. That's why God says, don't think you're something when you're nothing. And how often do we in church, just because we may memorize our Bibles, or we might be able to, you know, get up and, and teach or, or prophesy or or we prayed for that person and God answered our prayer. Woo. I mean, what is that? And sometimes we get puffed up to think that it's us or it's something we did. Now, I do believe God wants us to work with him. And wants us to be a part and wants us to apply ourselves. And so, you know, there's a certain responsibility that we have to do what God says to do. But on the same note, God says, look, I'm in you to want to do it my good pleasure. What does that mean? His Holy Spirit is in us, and His Holy Spirit, if we will yield to Him, will actually compel us and motivate us, drive us, if you will, to do godly things. His Holy Spirit will convict us, Jesus said, of sin and convince us of His righteousness. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He convicts us of our sin. He convicts us, tugs at our hearts, works us over in those things that are grieving him or grieving God. And at the same time, he reveals to us those things that please God and, and those things that bring glory. And he reveals those things that, what? What does he do? He reveals Jesus and he reveals those things that are good, lovely, good report, pure, honest, true. Why does God say think on these things? Because as you think in your heart, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. But whatever you set your mind on, that's what you're going to become. And that's what's going to develop and, and, and work its way into your life and stay there. Wherever your mind is, Whatever you focus on, whatever you fixate on, that's what's going to develop and grow in your life. Trust me, for the good and the bad, constant war, it's a constant struggle that we deal with on a daily basis to what? Be conformed in his image? But what does that mean, to conform something? When you take something and it's already formed and you have to conform it, it means you have to rearrange it from its original form into the new form. And see, the problem is, is most of us adapt so much to the world that we don't become original anymore. 
we just kind of blend in and become like everything else and go with the flow and go with the stream. But see, God wants us to find out what our unique qualities are, find out why we're here, find out why he put us here that's so different and so special from why he put somebody else here. You see, we lose a lot of our special and our, our uniqueness the further away, can you tell? The further away we get from God. But the closer we get to God, listen, he says that what? The Holy Spirit sheds what? Love abroad in our hearts. But see, the Holy Spirit just, just produces fruits and characteristics. The produce of the Spirit in our lives is what? Love. But not he doesn't just stop there. Joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. But how are those things produced? I do believe God can supernaturally impart them and they can come out of us even in times when under normal circumstances we should never experience those feelings, but yet we do anyway. But as a side note, some of those character traits, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the goodness, the gentleness, are things that God conforms into you. Now think about what does it mean to conform? Take and reshape something. Well, how do you reshape it? You have to apply pressure. You have to apply heat. You have to apply whatever to rearrange. And it's a process, not something that just, bam, just happens. Some processes are quicker than others. Just like in anything, something may have a different process than something else, and that process may not take the same amount of time. It may not involve the same ingredients. It may not involve the same temperature. It may not involve the same set of, what do we call it, circumstances or variables if you're a mathematician. But regardless, when you put all those things together, it equals something. When God begins to apply the heat and the pressure and the people and the situations, begins to raise the temperature a little bit, begins to put his hand, press his hand into your image so that you can be conformed. I'm doing something there into his image. Sometimes that process can be difficult. Sometimes that process can be painful. Sometimes that process can be pleasurable. It really just depends on where you're at in the process or how much of God you allow or you submit to or you yield to while you're walking through the process. So you know, God, you know, we started out with worship tonight. Worship corrects our focus. Worship takes our eyes off of ourselves 
and puts them on Jesus. And the Bible says that we are changed by beholding him. By beholding him, we're changed. If you want change to take place in your life, if you want transformation to take place, you've got to fix your eyes. The Bible says on Jesus, he is who? The author and the finisher. He's the author and the finisher of your faith, which means he starts it and he finishes it. But see, there's a key there. You have to allow him to. Can God come in abruptly and reposition your life? Yes. He doesn't need your permission to do that. That's not what I'm saying. But we're talking about the condition of a person's, their their mind, their will, their emotions, that depth on the inside of them that connects with God and interacts with people, that depth on the inside of them that really is who they really are. But a lot of times that gets covered up by the things of the world because, see, we, we're so used to the temporal. We're so used to what we see. And we're so used to what's on the surface. And that's why we miss God so many times because God's in the deep. God's in the deep. Catch that. God's in the deep. And if you don't get out there in the deep with God, you'll miss him. Because God doesn't do things on the surface. See, what you see on the surface, it's not really how it is. The Bible says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. What does that mean? It means this. When you want a reality in your life, most of the time, you have to go out and you have to do something to make that reality happen. But when God wants a reality in your life, you don't have to do anything necessarily to make that happen. And faith is trusting and believing and relying on God for what and who he says he is, knowing that he's going to meet you on the other end of it. And a lot of times we're looking at it from a temporal perspective, a limited view, a limited understanding. And so in our minds, things don't really equal out. And we're like, well, where did God really meet me in the middle of this? Because I just don't really see it. And the problem with that is, is see, he's the author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the end. And Sometimes we're in the middle of it, looking at it, and it doesn't really make sense because we're not at the end of it yet. And so don't judge your season because that's God's job. He's the judge. Don't even judge your season. Don't even judge where you're at in your station in life because you don't understand necessarily the process that God's bringing you through to get you where you need to be. Because it's not where you're at now, it's but it's where you're going to be that makes a difference. That's why he says, finish strong. 
see, we all start a certain way. And somewhere in our process, we end up different ways, some stronger than others. But the whole idea is finish strong. However you finish, wherever you finish, and whatever you do up until the time that you finish, make sure you give and can and can honor God and give as much glory to God with your life as possible. Are we talking profession? No, that's Jesus' job. So I'm not talking perfection, legalism. I'm talking about giving your heart to God and giving him everything that you got. And when you know there's something in your life that he's asking you for, it may be a struggle and it may take days, months, years to give those things to God that he's asking for or to do those things for God that he's asking for or to lay down or to sacrifice those things for God. Whatever it is. But listen, if you get there and you finish strong, that's what matters. Let me say one thing. I definitely need that. If you finish strong, you finish strong. And that's what God wants you to do. So it doesn't matter how you start. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. No matter when you started, but what matters is that you finish strong. So look, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. And we're going to trust God with all of our hearts. We're going to lean not on our own understanding. And we're going to acknowledge God. We're going to acknowledge and focus on God in all of our ways. And guess what? He's going to direct our paths. And we're going to finish strong. All right, here we go. Jesus, help every man, every woman, every child, every person listening right now finish strong. Help them to have ears to hear your voice. Lord, purify and, and open up their hearts so that they can do well and give you glory. Father, lead them not into temptation. Deliver them from evil. Father, I pray daily bread would be given to them, Lord, as they do your will, and I pray your kingdom come and your will be done in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. You have a blessed night. www.prayerinternational.org prayerinternational at gmail.com Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.